0: Welcome to the New Zealand Tech Podcast, presented by Paul Spain and Anne Welcome to the New Zealand Tech Podcast. This is episode number 77. Uh, you're with myself, Paul Spain, and John Lai. John, great to have you uh, back on the New Zealand Tech Podcast.
1: Thank you. I feel this is, this, is, this is quite beyond me because I'm with you and no one else, so the pressure's on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> No, it's it's uh, it's good. We haven't. It's been a while since we've done a podcast with just uh, just two of us. Yes, uh, but uh, yeah, should should be a bit of fun. So um, so we'll jump straight in. Now, uh, as always, lots lots going on out there. We've we've sort of picked a few of the bigger uh, the bigger topics to uh, to dive into and discuss. Now, Microsoft have had a fair bit of attention over the past uh, few weeks around Windows 8, their Surface tablet. Yeah. Um, leaks around the xbox 720 uh it's really uh all about google this week isn't it there's a well certainly a, a lot uh, a lot that's come out of their io conference in the last few days oh
1: especially the uh you know the project glasses that that's from you know it sounds so it sounds you know you don't usually compare cool with google but you know what they've done with um project glasses just you know it, it got me excited about it so yeah, yeah I think there's something.
0: definitely some interesting things that have been going on at google so these um the google i o events are always really interesting to see what they choose to focus on and uh and and what what's the stuff that um that that's new so we'll dive into that shortly uh now also um in last week last episode of course we um uh we had a bit of discussion around uh kim dot com and a uh, bit of a media sort of splash there, and uh, you know yeah. he's he's been he's been out there and has I guess he's has sort of shied away from the media or hasn't uh, you know really had too much coverage really up until the last couple of weeks when he's he's uh, jumped on Twitter and been tweeting photos. He's been seen out at, at events sort of all over town. So there were you know photos of of him um, uh, the flight of the Concorde's uh, gig. Uh, he dropped in on the uh, the marker metro launch that I was at uh, last um, uh, what night was at um, I think maybe Wednesday uh, Wednesday or Thursday um, last week uh, that that was interesting him and his and his co accused so I yes. uh, had an interesting chat with uh, with a couple of the guys there um, and yeah he he sort of showed up all over town so but I guess. Uh, um, yeah well what do you what do you think what do you think's going on here is this uh is it, you know is this something that he's he's doing to um to up his sort of uh profile in new zealand and 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 credibility because he's certainly making a lot of fun of uh uh the the lawsuits with some of his tweets and yeah. uh, you know he's gone from someone that sort of you know talked about more in criminal terms to someone that's putting himself out there um you know as a celebrity in many ways
1: well you know there's no doubt that what he's doing from a PR perspective from a you know how to put yourself in front uh, of your audience it's perfect you know you can the the guy since the day that he he fronted up on John Campbell to what he's done now you know he is a mastermind when it comes to how does how do how do i perceive myself how do i put myself in front of an audience you know he went he took a picture with Jermaine from Flight of the Concords. he you know he, he he'd done a pool party with with you know with Ben Gracefoot and then with Vaughn Davis and with all these people that are you know that are influencers in the online world you know he as much as people will say hey this is just sporadic to me he knew what he was doing he, he's he's he, he's getting backing from people he's making sure that hey I'm 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 one of you guys and then this is what you know from a social media perspective. He he played his cut perfectly, and I think a few weeks ago or a few days ago, I saw an article about what can comms people learn from it because you because he is just one person, basically say, hey, you know, I've got the law against me. How can I put myself out there to show that I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm as much of a, you know down-to-earth person that's trying to make it out here in the world as you guys out there so he's done it perfectly and then you know for me that's i see that as a positive thing because usually people just run away and hide where he is basically say hey you know let let me come out there and embrace everyone so you know all power to him if you know let's see how this thing takes off it's been an interesting ride you know i just want to see when's the next uh so at Kims will happen um if you're listening to this kim dot com
0: where's my invite mate <laughs> all good well yeah. and and he's had the invite to come on the show, so we'll we'll see um you know whether uh whether we fit into that sort of uh p r uh, plan uh, <laughs> yeah or whatever you want to call it right so yeah. uh, but but yeah, I mean good on him for uh you know for getting out there and yeah, and, and connecting with people so it's yeah. good to see and one of the other ones uh was Steve Wozniak, and he seems to have set up quite a connection there um with with steve wozniak of course uh you know apple co-founder and um uh you know wozniak is quite a character himself yeah and uh you know i think you, you could certainly say the same of uh of com. you know he he's uh uh he's a different sort of personality yeah and uh you know and and it's you know it's 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 um Uh, interesting to see how they've come together and sort of supported each other there as well so uh, well you know what i think what is twitter has done for him
1: is basically he's opened up a portal for a lot of kind of supporters flooding through his gateway so basically he he has used this um, he's used twitter predominantly as a way to say as a way to say hey thank you so much for your support and i hope that you know once all this case is put aside you know i can just be my myself and hopefully give back what i've already given to new zealand you know we're putting on fireworks and you know
0: making making geeks look cool again yeah you know, yeah. yeah well he did he was doing interesting things right before yeah. uh, before there were any uh, any legal issues yes yes and you know there, there's certainly room, room ahead for uh, you know for for more things to happen so uh, you know i guess from uh, from his perspective the news in the last week has has been that uh uh, the initial, you know, raids on his, or raid on his property where a lot of stuff was uh, was taken was actually illegal, that they, they actually broke the law in, in uh, you know, in a number of regards there. Uh, yeah. So we'll be watching that one closely, oh, and well, sure. uh, yeah, it'll be fascinating to, to see what the outcome is. But you would certainly seem to think that, uh, you know, with them having overstepped the mark now in a number of, uh, number of ways, that this has not got to be... Uh, Uh, good for uh you know for the u.s attempts to uh to extradite him and uh you know you could you could certainly see this this whole case sort of uh you know collapsing so uh if if that happens certainly going to be some big questions about uh what happened uh, yeah yeah well what's what's the impact because his business has been destroyed because of this uh and and um what, yeah, well, you know, is, are there going to be lawsuits and so on against police yeah. and governments and, and and things like that?
1: So. Oh, it, it, certainly on the you know on the front of legality, it doesn't look good. But the funny thing, but the good thing about Kim. dot com is that, you know, he he's you know taken this on a chin and he's managed to kind of start up. I'm not too sure if you've seen the tweets or some of the um, articles that's come out. He's he started MegaBox, which is a, you know. A, from what I can gather is a streaming, a, a music streaming um, platform. So, you know, he's, he's basically said that, Hey, you know, I can't cry over this. I need to start doing things for myself. So, you know, that's why, that's why what he's doing is, is real inspirational as well because well, with all this, with all these things that's going on, hmm. he has time to kind of go, you know, stuff that I'm going to make something on my time and create
0: something useful for the people.
1: So, you know, he's, he's, he's definitely an admirable person.
0: Yeah, it's uh it's interesting to see. I mean, he's really using the the platform uh that he's got now to uh, you know, to keep stirring the pot, hasn't he? Yes, yes. And to uh, you know, I guess challenge uh you know, challenge, challenge some of the uh um Powers that uh, be. yeah, some of the things that have, you know, that have that have been going on. Yep. So, um um yeah. yeah. He's you can say he's a more positive Rupert Murdoch
1: <laughs> on the Twitter sphere.
0: Yeah that's an that's an interesting uh comparison. I, I I don't know whether either either of them would uh would like that comparison <laughs> but uh um you know bo- both uh people but I mean, with, I mean, with, it, with a, a lot of influence that yeah. um you know connect to a to a broad audience but yeah. are doing very very have think, done very different things with media.
1: Yeah, I think in regards to the, the the drama that gets play out and the tweets that you get to see is just so you know, you feel like you're watching a movie. Mm. So, so with Kim dot com's one, it's just you're just waiting to see what's happening, you know the life is living, the things that he's doing. Will there be a swim at Kim's? You know, it 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 is a drama by itself. So I think that's what New Zealand as a as a country, I think we've always kind of see your you know your BP um, parody accounts, and then suddenly you got Kim dot com, who's a real person, start to really you know stirring the pot causing controversy so it's connecting with a lot of people and yet it's it yeah so it's just been such a good watch
0: mm. yeah now uh ju- jumping across to 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 other news now um of, of course you're you're the uh you're the face of social media com um <laughs> One of the things that we were discussing before the show started was a new Twitter account that's uh, that started up called Need a Debit Card. Oh, it's brilliant! Now, this 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 is hilar- <laughs> hilarious. Um, sh- share what it's all about.
1: Oh, you know, I before coming uh, on the show, I just basically seen a tweet that's been floating around that says um, this account need a debit card. It's basically just to simplify it for you. It's a Twitter that's trolling to find people who have just found their credit card or got one in the mail and felt the need to share it with the world by tweeting their card details to everyone. Uh, for example, one that I'm seeing right now here is, oh, I got my credit card in the mail. And look, I've got my phone with me, so I'm going to take a picture of my credit card. So basically, the, the moral of the whole story here is, please don't be stupid to tweet, you know, to tweet a picture of your
0: credit card or share it online and, and not on. and not just a credit card of course that i guess it's a it's a um it's a comment on the way that we're now using social and online yes. media and it, of course it's not just credit cards it's it's you know what confidential information are you sharing online and should you be sharing uh yeah. you know it's just a reminder to be to be cautious and to actually uh you know think it through there, there are a lot of personal things in our lives this is, it may not make sense to actually put it out there uh, online because once it's yeah. out there you can you can never get it back again, right? and,
1: and the good thing about these sort of um, accounts is just it, it, it you know, yes, it's kind of shaming people at the same time but it is a good kick up the bum to basically say to people hey, watch what you're doing because these things can be seen. Um, I'm not too sure you guys are familiar with a website called uh, we know what you're weknowwhatyou'redoing.com basically um, that website collates everyone's facebook updates uh from you know discussing drugs to i hate my boss basically real confidential but explicit status update that you might think you're only showing it to your friends but everyone gets to see it so you know it's not necessarily bad it's just making it's just making you aware that these there are services out there to say hey what you put online might be there for the moment but the world gets to see it and and that's the perception that you give up so i i, I suppose that you know uh, a twitter account like need a credit Nina debit card is good it's just showing that hey when you tweet something think twice
0: yeah i guess it's taking to the next level um you know that concept of of think before you speak right yeah, yeah. uh because you know <laughs> if we're just sitting in a room chatting you know we could say something between each other here that that you know, no one would know about in theory, yeah. uh, unless you go and share it, or unless we happen to be live on a podcast and thousands of people around the country and, and world are listening in. Yeah. Um, so we'll we'll be cautious what we say in this room right now. Yes. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> social media just just takes that many, many steps further. Uh, yeah. Because once it's online, the, you know, there's no guarantee where it will go. And you know, we've seen that happen with little updates that people have done and suddenly they're, you know, they can be you know front page news and yeah. uh, and so on and and sometimes these things can be uh can be used very effectively as as we've seen uh you know in in kim.com's uh case with the with the pool party uh where that's just generated a whole you know a whole lot of sort of positive media yeah and uh but there are, there are other times where it's where it's something that shouldn't be shared more broadly and uh yeah uh, yeah really uh bad consequences and uh, you know the, these days certainly we, you know we hear stories of teenagers that have that have you know harmed themselves and so on because of things that happen on social media so yeah, um, there, yeah I think there are many reasons to be to be cautious with what uh, with what is posted online and uh, you know for people of, of all ages uh, there needs to be a bit of oh, uh, you know wisdom associated with with using these new technologies well the thing the thing that you know I always kind of
1: tell uh, my 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 little nieces is that you know if you if you don't want your mum or if you don't want your friends to see what's in your diary it's the same concept as social media if you don't want people to know what's going on in your life then don't share it don't start a Twitter account but unless you're really comfortable and you know what the consequences are, go for it, but at the same time, I think that person just needs to know if I do this, what is the outcome that you know as simple as that because if I do tweet my address you're going to expect someone to come knock at your door who might not be your friend. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just as long they know the outcome of something, then it just makes it easier.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's good 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 points. Uh now Apple have been uh uh f- having a bit of a fight in uh yes. in China for uh for some time over uh you know, a dispute around the use of the iPad uh trademark. Which they originally, uh, you know, licensed um, shortly after I think the iPad was launched. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was found that they hadn't, uh, that that things weren't quite as uh, locked down as what they hoped. So they've just signed a deal for US $60 million to to have use of that trademark uh, in in China and uh, hopefully for the rest of the world.
1: Well, yeah, like um, I think it was Proview Technology in uh, Shenzhen, which basically when um, when the iPad was on sale in China, they Proview went and requested to the authorities to pull all the iPads off because they don't have you know iPad doesn't have the rights. But now, you know, after a bit of coin <laughs> thrown their way, they go hey go for it. So it's 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 crazy, you know. It, it by it's interesting how how this battle has kind of form itself and then we know that with apple there are other things they have to deal with it as well because this is probably one of um one of many hurdles for them in china especially
0: well it's interesting with apple because they've often launched products and not actually had a legal right to <laughs> use the name even the iphone when they launched yes. it yeah. that was a trademark of uh of links a division of cisco yeah and they launched the product straight into the market yeah. what What's your take on this? I mean, this is not normal business to launch a product and to say, here it is, we're putting, you know, this is what we're calling it, yet we don't actually own the name. We'll work that out uh, later. Does does that make business sense? Is it arrogant? Is it what's what's going on here it just seem seems really bizarre in, and here's a consequence of it is a sixty million dollar you know fee to solve which, this one, which
1: is nothing for them probably
0: <laughs> but one thing that's one thing that kind of popped in my head
1: is because they've got such a market control they've got you know they've captured a the market so big that they can launch it without without how do you say the force back of it where basically ProView is just oh it's just a China division, so I think that they know it. They know that they have the market, basically wrap around their fingers. That they can launch it. Then they'll suffer the consequences. By which, from a business sense, is, is weird because you don't want to go through legal stuff and then pay the money, to then legalize whatever that you're doing. You usually do it the first go, and then launch it. So it's a real weird thing from an Apple perspective that they are doing it but I suppose you can say it's one part arrogant which is not surprising from an Apple perspective that I'm going to launch it out if if I get you know pie thrown back in my face then I'll deal with it mm. so
0: it, it, you know at this kind of well they can they can of they can afford to deal with any litigation can't they yeah There's but not really going to be much litigation that Apple couldn't afford to well, uh, to, to to face and you know, to face off on yeah. So on your point, so from your end, why do you think they're doing,
1: like for my for me? I just think that you know they're big enough to say here you go. If any pies get, get sent back, then we'll deal. Well,
0: I think part of the issue was that they had signed an agreement um, through through a third party or or a company that they owned with Proview uh, initially, I think in Taiwan and. You know, there was found to be some loophole in what they'd signed. Maybe yeah. they, they hadn't signed it actually to cover China. Yeah. Uh, there were some holes in it, and that's where they've come up with the sixty million dollar yeah. uh, settlement. So uh, the good news is it's sorted, and it's you know it's not really going to cause any impact for for anyone else. And yeah, as you say, uh, for Apple, sixty million dollars is uh, well, it's chump change, isn't it? Yeah, it's just one day's worth of iPhone fel- sales. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, very cool. Now. Um, also thinking about um operating systems and brands and things yes. we've got um Microsoft with their uh, their windows eight uh, happenings and they they're, theyre they're they're operating in a in a in a manner that is quite unlike the way Microsoft used to operate in the past and I think this is due to some changes they've made over the last couple of years with um their their new uh, head of uh uh, marketing who yep. who runs things in a much more sort of locked down manner and they're just drip feeding little bits of info out. Uh, the info that we've had um, out tells us that Windows up uh, uh, Windows eight upgrades are going to be available to uh, existing Windows users of Windows XP, uh, Vista, and Seven uh, for I think it's U- US uh, fifty fifty dollars. Wow. Actually, US forty dollars, so that works out around fifty New Zealand dollars. So this is yeah. quite different to in the upgrades we've seen in the past for Windows, where they're yeah. actually pre- it's pretty expensive to move from one version to another.
1: Yeah, it's very unlike of them <laughs> to kind of. To scale down the price that way,
0: so it makes it. I guess what you know what they're doing here is making it very very easy for anyone to make that make that jump from an investment point of view. Yep. fifty dollars as a download, or it's uh, I think it's eight uh, maybe around twice the price uh, if you want to buy it on uh, on media. Yeah, um, you know, on a on a DVD etc. So is
1: that a single license?
0: I think that's for a single license. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and they're they're doing something similar to those who buy Windows now, who can upgrade. If you buy a new PC now, you'll be able to get the upgrade for a twenty New Zealand dollar yep. download, and uh, that it will give you the Pro version of Windows, regardless of the version that you have at the moment. So that's yep. um, yeah, it's a really interesting technique. We haven't seen uh, this sort of thing from from Microsoft before, and you know they won't like us saying it, but it's Apple that's pioneered the low-cost operating system upgrades. Yeah. Uh, and here we've got Microsoft sort of full following in their footsteps. So uh, m- my pick is, is that my, you know uh, Microsoft have learned something from what Apple have done and that Apple are getting a fairly high uptake in those upgrades because the cost is so low. Yeah. And maybe they can just guarantee a lot more people are going to come across to eight. If it's not a $200, $300 upgrade, yeah. $50, you know, why wouldn't you just grab it? Yeah.
1: Yeah, it, it it makes sense as well. It's you know, especially especially to those um kinda enterprise users as um and also personal users as well that are looking to upgrade and it's a good way for Microsoft to kinda put a roadblock if you wanna call it, say, Hey, you know, don't jump to don't jump to Apple. Um we've got basically the same deal but you get this better kick ass OS that we um that we're coming out with soon. So, you know, it is a good strategic way for them to say, "Hey, let's
0: let's keep you on our track." The question is, whether this is going to upset a lot of their business users because business users tend to, uh, you know, sign agreements that give them access to all the latest versions, yeah. and uh, those agreements are usually reasonably pricey. And to allow consumers to come in and get the to get the pro product for you know next to nothing uh, may well leave some of the businesses sort of feeling as, though, hold on, why are we paying these you know soft, these high price software agreements?" To always get access to the latest versions and then you go and sort of sell it for a fraction 30. of the price to yep. uh you know to consumers as downloads so uh, it's it's an interesting take and, and i imagine probably what they'll do is they may have to realign some of their uh their business level software uh licensing agreements to uh, uh to make this fly but uh, we'll see yeah so Really, let's. I think it's probably time we uh, we jumped into um, Google. into Google. So Google have just had the uh, the Google I O conference, which is their, their really their uh, their focus uh, each year from a conference perspective, uh, where they will often sort of release an update on what's happening around a lot of products. Uh, it was Google I O, of course. I think maybe two years ago, where Google TV was sort of yeah. uh, launched with a with a with a big uh, with a big bang. Uh, and you know, there's a number of other products that they've they've launched at Google I/O. So there were really three um, three products that that were, a, a, I think, quite a big focus this year: uh, the Nexus Seven, uh, Nexus Q, and Project uh, Project Glass. Now, I think interesting to start with uh, with the Nexus Seven. Now, this is the new uh, the new tablet yes. from from Google. Now, is it from Google? We, we you know we were having a look and yeah. it's got the uh, it's got it's got the Asus branding on the back hasn't yeah. it yeah so it's Asus that are making it uh, but Google is sort of selling it with their branding it, it, it's a little bit confusing to me.
1: Well they've well Google always have kind of done that right you know where they've they've branded but the packaging itself the actual device is always another's yeah brand? so they're not yeah.
0: designing the hardware i yeah. guess they haven't really designed the hardware themselves somebody yeah. else is doing that yeah. work yeah uh, but they're sort of sharing the branding yeah so wh- why do you think they're doing it what's the advantage of them doing that rather than just allowing asus to asus to uh take the whole thing to to to, to sell it yeah uh, or Zeus? zeus
1: <laughs> um well i think i think the many brand alignments that uh you know are the companies that put with with Google is a good way to kind of say hey you know we are we are as much as Google in the forefront of technology development as 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 most technologies out there so i think having that co sharing brand alignment it just it just shows that hey you know we are working with a cool brand like Google instead of you know instead of just Google kind of going away doing their own packaging and doing their own thing where I think this is this is more from Google's perspective to say, hey, let's align, let's you know, let's let's create a brand awareness where I we make you look good, and then you can tell all your friends that hey, we're aligning with a cool company. So it's just from a brand pers- perspective, they they don't want to take all the credits like Apple. You know, if there's one thing that is not Apple, they will make sure you know, like for example, Apple example, everything needs to be Apple. You know, the only thing that you know is not from Apple is probably opening the case and probably really look at you know where this plastic came from, but where Google I think is good is because they care for the ecosystem that are around them. So, you, uh, you, so that's that's my that's my take. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah.
0: Yeah, and and they're very much into partnering up on that hardware side. Yeah, even exactly. though they've gone out and bought uh, Motorola, for instance, this is not a Motorola product. This yeah. is you know coming from another vendor. Now, having a lo- having a look at it, what what is it? Uh, I guess what we know is that it's uh, it's a seven inch tablet, mm-hmm. uh, similar in in size to a lot of the existing uh, seven inch tablets that have that have been out uh, before. But you know, both those uh, running uh, running Android and other ones like the the uh, the Playbook. Yeah. Uh, from from rim the blackberry playbook uh yeah, similar sort of sizing a little bit a little bit slimmer but it 's not uh yeah it's i guess it 's not uh, super focused on sort of styling and being the slimmest lightest uh device is it yeah uh, but it it 's coming in at a really sharp price point i think that 's the big point isn 't it one hundred and ninety nine dollars
1: yeah like um i think i think what what the you know what Google has done with this device is that they 've you know, you can say that they've conceded defeat to, uh, you know, to the iPad and the 10-inch uh, market to say, hey, we'll let you have it. We'll basically, we'll, we'll focus our, um, and my, my thoughts is that they'll, uh, we'll be focusing our effort um, on a company called Amazon and their Kindle uh, range because, you know, both of them have the same sort of um, uh, price range and then they're basically doing the same, th- they're basically doing the same thing uh, as well. So So I think, what they've done here is they've gone to a market where they know
0: that the that um competition wise they can put up a good fight absolutely and we we look at the uh the kindle Fire from amazon and you know it's still i think only available in the u.s market officially uh and it did very well there you know shortly after launch it won quite a chunk of the market share although over time we're told that that's uh you know that's reduced down again now. I think this will put a bit uh you know a bit more fire you know um pun put not, pun not intended but uh you know a bit more fire under the um uh, into the android camp and the the sales of these seven inch uh you know tablets and of course you know we've seen samsung with their uh, seven inch and 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 ten inch uh, android tablets as well. Uh, now, the other new thing about this one is uh, this is sort of where we've heard a little bit more about um, the new version of Android, uh, Jelly Bean, and yes. they always have cool names on the Android operating systems. Uh, so that's Android 4.1. I think when we first started hearing about Jelly Bean earlier on the year, uh, we were being told that was Android 5. But it's actually uh, it's just a one update, yep. uh, which apparently is going to bring some sort of uh, smoothness and performance increase um a, as one of its main uh, main main points with uh with this new version of android uh but coming in at that 199 us price point it's a you know direct compete yep. uh with the amazon kindle fire which is currently at that price although we hear it's probably going to be dropping to 149 and a new uh kindle fire will will be coming out oh. uh may, you know in the in the next few months probably at that 199 price point so Um, great to see a bit bit more competition here and I think the difference here is we're likely to see this available in New Zealand Uh, they've already I think announced uh, Australian pricing which isn't too far off the US uh, pricing Uh, and yeah I think you know uh, Google will be getting into uh, to really get these out as as far and wide as they can well
1: and, and plus the the price point like you said if you know uh, it, it makes the Kindle I'm sorry it makes the um, the Google device the Nexus, the Nexus 7 uh, worth you know worth that money to buy because you not only get the new the newest version in the jelly bean but you get the you know you get get you get the graphics you get everything of what an Android platform is towards this new device that's and right it, it's
0: got near field communications yeah. uh, it's got you know Bluetooth as well as Wi-Fi no 3G which is to be expected at this price point uh, and, and a, you know, a, a 1.2 megapixel forward-facing camera, so, you know, you'll be able to do Skype and that sort of thing on it. Uh, it's a quad-core CPU, so it's, uh, you know, it's a, it's a pretty powerful uh, machine. So, yeah, I think this is going to do really well. Um, you know, for me, I was just looking over the weekend and, and thinking, well, maybe it's time for me to uh, to put my Kindle Fire on uh, on Trade Me and, oh, uh, yeah. and, and to pick up one of these while I'm in the, uh, in the, in the U.S. over the next few weeks and um and to yeah just report back on uh, on just just how how, it is, how capable it is so uh um so i'll definitely be putting that on my shopping list if i get time <laughs> to uh to get out and uh and grab some gadgets or two cool right now um so as well as the nexus 7 we've got the nexus q now <laughs> this is a really in- interesting um but
1: Pokemon oh. ball, uh,
0: but just b- bizarre product uh, announcement from from Google. What it, what it looks like is a, um, oh, a sphere. It's it's a yeah it's a it's a it's a media player. Um, yeah. that's that's a sort of a, a a sphere that sort of sits flat. It's not just going to roll <laughs> off when you put it next to your TV. Uh, and in the back you've got your connections. You can actually plug speakers right into it because it's got a little twenty-five uh, watt amp. Um, and uh, you've got a micro HDMI connection, so you can plug it into your TV. Um, I mean, that to me was one little annoying thing. It's big enough that it could have a full HDMI connection, and you could yep. use any of your existing cables, but uh, they've chosen not to. Uh, but in terms of its capabilities, it looks like it's sort of focused around YouTube and uh, you know playing on li- online media, uh, but you know, it doesn't come with a remote, so you have to use an Android device to control it. <laughs> And it's at a really high price point, two nine nine US is the introductory special price. Um, I I can't imagine after all the media attention and the way that it's been slammed uh, that uh, that that price can uh, can go up any any further. But uh, yeah, I mean it seems like a powerful device, but that uh, yeah it just it doesn't do a lot yet. Do you think they're going to release a whole lot of new features later, or do you think this is the this is it? This is the product that they plan to come to market with and they've just misread the market and the opportunity
1: well to me it just feels like they were just a tad behind what the apple tv was in terms of when they got introduced because it's basically a media you're right it's a media player but the only way i see them kind of standing standing apart from the risks uh, like you know like your apple tv is that they have to they you know they have to as as time goes it has to have some, you know, product, you know, sorry, um, software updates to to be relevant. Because otherwise, from what we can see from the review that we saw earlier, is, you know, it's just a, it's it's just basically a go to media device where you need an Android device to control from. Yeah. And then, you know, the device visually is amazing. You know, I'm sure they've taken taken some some parts in terms of designs from from. It's very Appleish. In the way it's so slick, you know, the, the with the blue rim that is around yeah, it. It. Looks, it looks pretty cool, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It's, it's basically what you see from a Tron movie. <laughs> but it's just at the same time, they, I, in terms of what's inside it, it's not quite there yet. But, it will, you know, I can't, I can't speak for it. So but I think it will be interesting to see as it goes on what sort of updates... It will have on it. Yeah, just that, the, yeah, I think
0: that's a bit that interests me. Is what is what is the future of it? So, yeah. um, unfortunately, at the moment, Google don't have a huge presence here in New Zealand. So, uh, you know, we're not expecting them to be, um, you know, firing one at us. Whereas with a lot of the other vendors, there is a bit more of a local presence, and yeah. we get access uh to the to these things to review yeah. um but i'll see what we can do if we can get our hands on one i would be really interested yeah. uh of course i've i've been using the um the galaxy uh, s3 for the past few weeks which you know would tie in very very nicely as a um you know as a device to use with that because you, you need to be using android to control it um but yeah the 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 price point of 299 for the feature set at the moment uh yeah. you know looks looks to be a little bit um uh, or a lot a lot too high so i think let let's watch that and and see where it goes yeah uh the, yeah this could be the, a a good move by google cuz so they've got all sorts of things coming out on it or it might be uh a really big misstep so i'm uh, i'm I guess at the moment, from what we can see, I would suggest it's a bit of a misstep. Now, the next product. Now, this one's really interesting. Yes. Uh, Project Glass. Now, you know, we first heard news about this, uh, oh, some some months ago, and uh, you know, we we had a bit of discussion around it at at that time. Uh, now, at Google I/O, it's been announced that Project Glass, and and for those that don't recall, these are the uh, uh, the Google glasses. So you put these glasses on and they can uh, they can capture uh video for you of of where you're going and 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 what you're doing straight as a, what you're looking at effectively because the camera is in the glasses mm. uh and it wirelessly links back to your um you know to an Android based phone uh as well as being able to bring up information on on screen and and uh and to do voice capture and so on so they've announced that uh software developers are going to be able to buy these at uh US 1500 a piece if you want to uh you want to try them out and they're talking about it uh, likely being a product that'll be released uh to the public in uh the 2014 type mm-hmm. timeframe that's um I mean, it just looks, it looks like a really, really cool thing. Now, I guess there's a couple of things for me. One is it's really obvious sort of what they are because the the design is so, uh, you know, well known. uh, And they're really expensive. You know, for me, I think the (laughs) concept is good. And if I could, you know, try them out, uh, I would like to if they would work you know i'm yeah. wearing glasses now yeah. so you know i don't wouldn't want to be uh trying to attach another set of glasses yeah i, I wonder where that where that's going to go and how that's going to land do you, do you think this uh, this whole concept makes sense <laughs> well i think i think i i spoke to you earlier and that is
1: in regards to the good thing about well the weird thing about google is that they see things we don't predominantly we we don't see things now they they work on something that we know that we will have in our life 20 or 30 years down the track. So for us, for some people, it probably doesn't make any sense. But, you know, for people that are in this space, they'll go, I can see what you're trying to get to. And, you know, with, with augmented reality coming in, with near few coming in, and then now, you know, now with social networking being so, you know, there's no screen in front um with social networking now you know it's more about connecting with someone on a on a on the go basis you know there's no more i'm sitting behind a screen i type you messages and then you get it it's more that if i want to meet you i have i will need to meet you now so it's become so transparent so what google has done here from a especially from my point of view from a social interaction point of view is that if I'm walking around and if my Google contacts are around me I can see hey Mark is in the coffee having Starbucks do you want to go say hi I'll go hey this is a perfect time I've seen him for you know five years so it so what they've done here is to is is take technology and reality and combining those two so it's very minority report you know we see it on TV we always see this you know sci-fi movies and we go oh only if that happens I think what google has done here and then that is why they are they're good in that space is that they know they they already see these things happening they're just slowly slowly putting this into practice so from a social interest from a social kind of point of view this makes sense because if i'm walking around if i haven't seen a friend in three years if my google you know alert me and say hey mark mark who is your you know, your friend for from high school is in that coffee. And I can easily just go, hey, I need to go see him. So from a social interaction perspective, it makes
0: sense because now it just makes me want, connect with people faster than the goal. Is that scary though? Would you want your information to be broadcast all the time? So, so you know, anybody yeah. within your network knows where you are twenty twenty 7 well, have you put it? You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of you know stalker sort of stuff. It sounds a you know it's uh, you know I can see the point you're raising, but there's also you know you'd need to be able to know when to turn this stuff on and off. And uh, but uh, do we see the question is at the moment we always talk about we
1: you know when do we learn how to turn off privacy and all that how to turn off our phones, but is is what Google telling us? Are we getting to a point where This thing is just, it's just the norms that, you know, like we, when we, you know, when we see this now, we go, oh, you know, we have to be worried about it, but how things has kind of progressed from when, you know, when MSN Messenger started to now, where everything is on the go, real time, I get to know you, you get to know me, even my parents, even my parents doesn't know more about what you know me from online, so I think... That is going to eventually happen. So I think what Google has done is like, hey, this is the space that we're moving into. Either, either we embrace, either we evolve with it, or this is just the reality we're going to hit. So I think it's, you know, it is scary for 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 broadcasting out there. But from their point of view, is it is going to happen?
0: I mean, and I guess the thing is that that everyone's going to be working in these similar spaces, yes. right? You yeah. know. Uh, and I think it was someone from Microsoft that you know that that reminded me of one of their videos from a few years ago that showed off some some technology where you know somebody looks up and you know s- certain informations displayed you didn 't physically see any glasses, but you could you know see a very very similar uh concept and then uh, of course, they had their leak around the xbox yep. seven twenty and then in, included uh in that was the sort of the connect uh, glasses yeah. uh, um, information, and this was a leak from a couple of years ago. so if we know Microsoft has been working on this stuff for a number of years now Google is sort of publicly out there uh no doubt Apple have been thinking about this stuff. I think you know we've got some very interesting years ahead really there are, there is so much uh, so much focus on uh, on doing new things and innovating and outmaneuvering yep. the other co- the other companies, yeah. uh, I guess one of the questions is: Does it make sense for Google to be out there uh, talking about what they're doing when you know what? From what we can tell, yep. at least Microsoft and and quite possibly Apple uh, are doing things sort of behind closed doors, trying to work out where this stuff is going to go. Uh, does it help Google to be out there, uh, you know, talking about it so uh, so publicly? when the whole picture hasn't really come together yet well isn't well is a good pr or, well, or or is it them sharing their intellectual property and their ideas that they should uh finish before they tell everyone about them it's it's
1: your it's your big brother move you know like if i'm if i'm awesome at something i always will look at my little brothers and go hey look at this you know so it's 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 not so much of a you know, leaking out, but it's more of, hey, this is, we know this is where things are going. Either you going to follow us or we're going to make sure we we capture this market. So, so from, from Microsoft, uh, sorry, so from Google's point of view is basically we are pioneering this. So, the world knows that we are the first one that is doing this and anyone that comes on board will just use them as a reference point. So, from a PR perspective, it's smart. It's just saying that, like Apple, so, you know, like, everything that there's a, a a notebook out there we always do can this put the iPad out you know it's always it's always, it always referencing the iPad
0: so I think what- I, only because the iPad delivered so well to start with for instance we don't refer back these days to AltaVista now AltaVista was the first you <laughs> yeah. know the first search engine um, that I recall really sort of taking seriously and finding this was you know this was a useful an actual useful yeah. uh, search engine on the internet now it in comparison with what we use today, you know, rubbish. But you know, <laughs> yeah. it uh, it in its day was good, but we would never reference it anymore because it's you know it keeps evolving. It, it, you know, yeah. these things are you know that that brand has fallen by the uh, fallen by the wayside. So there's you know there's no guarantee that something's going to get say compared to whatever the newest the first product is to do it if that product doesn't do a really awesome job and totally define the market right yeah
1: well so i think it's supposed from a google's perspective is to keep evolving and to keep you know being at the forefront of things so that they can be always be the reference point this is just kind of from where i'm where i'm seeing this like you look at apple you look at um, you know you look at microsoft they're doing things in the you know they're doing things behind closed door but at the same time you know you got Google kind of standing out there saying hey this is what we're doing so they've got something to aim for so it's yeah. for Google to basically kind of keep moving forward keep moving forward keep moving forward for them to kind of aim for that because you know uh, Apple's got their iPads and iPhones and you got Microsoft you know with the Microsoft 8 that is coming and then so it's just it, it's, it's now it's a race between the three to kind of do something that is historical yeah yeah, yeah. so it will be interesting um, to especially see the glasses. I'm 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 especially excited because I'm someone that is you know I don't hype my life <laughs> from online. So basically, anything that kind of makes things make makes it easier for me to connect with friends online, I'm all for it. And with yeah. what what the social interaction side of um, the Google Glasses has is is amazing, especially what they've done with that demo they did at um, Google I/O of uh, the skydiving. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's pretty. You know, cool. that's
1: and then and then I I straight away went back to my head and just thinking to myself, wow, if that, you know, thing about four or five years ago when Counter Strike was a big thing, imagine that sort of um, that sort of f- you know five person sort of um, point of view shooting games mm-hmm. while you actually have each other's point of view and it, so it, it it has so many how do you say it has so many um, spin off. To what the Google glasses can do. It'll be interesting to see how people take this on board.
0: Yeah, yeah. Now, um, it, the, the the glasses are one of many, many uh, things from Google that are, um, are starting to impact the way we look at Google. Now, you know, I've heard people make fun of Google. <laughs> a lot yes and google plus really gets a fraction of the traffic of of facebook but it was seen as a facebook competitor yeah uh but what we're seeing now is that you know google has so many successful uh products you know the likes of youtube that just have draw a massive audience and you know google plus is sort of starting to be the glue that all of these things sort of stick together with in a way yeah. um you know or they they're all uh, they're all sort of tied to um are you sort of seeing a a change in people's uh you know opinion of uh of Google Plus as a as a as a social uh, networking uh, uh medium or is it still that sort of thing that most people are, uh, are staying staying away from it's go it's um it's still finding its way you know especially
1: and especially with you know with the likes of your Google, uh, you know your Project Glasses that's coming in, and all these things that are coming, so it's you can say it's the nucleus to something bigger that we can't see, you know. We like I like I mentioned just a few minutes back is that Google is seeing things from a five to six years perspective, where for us because we're so used to real time, that's why like Twitter and Facebook, you know we we are kind of blocked off, seeing that okay we're used to seeing things happening right now and right here where we forget to see what is actually what actually matters four or five years down the track so i think i'll give credit to google is that is google plus is slowly evolving into something i don't know what it is but it obviously knows what it's going to especially with now with the integration of You know, with the project glasses, what we saw at Google I.O. with them jumping off the plane, suddenly it opens up to in regards to, hey, it's now social networking on the go. It's social networking on, you know, real time, which means face to face where I don't actually need a computer in front of me. So they're doing something that I don't know what they have up their sleeve. And that is what Google, like I mentioned, that's what Google is good at. They see something that we don't see. Where Facebook like I mentioned to you, like Facebook and Twitter, they're working on how do we do things right now and relevant to the audience that we have. Which is a real dangerous thing in regards to you keep you need to keep evolving or else you die. But where Google has, has, has set themselves up where they are the what's that word? Where they are the the trailblazers. You know, they can see things where other companies don't so so in regards to that Google Plus I've not kind of say that they're good or bad. I'm just sitting back, waiting patiently to see what they'll do with it.
0: They're certain, but from what I'm seeing, they're um, yeah, their their various other services are now being used to sort of um, draw people a little bit more towards Google Plus. Not in any in any major way. But I just noticed that it's just a little bit of pushing from 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 each direction, yeah. you know, towards Google Hangouts, toward businesses to have a Google page, uh, you know, a Google Plus page, etc. You know, just just little bits and pieces in different areas. So well, it will it will be an interesting area to watch for sure.
1: Well, the other thing is Google Hangouts. Now I'm not too sure you've seen recently. Recently. Um, uh, Will I am from the Black IPs, What he has done is he's used Google Hangouts as a way to show, a you know, show a backstage live Hangout session with his audience. So once he finished his set, he comes off and say, "Hey guys, I'm doing this set next." So yeah. he basically and that's
0: a good marketing coup from from Google's perspective, isn't it?
1: Yeah, and it it, it sh- and at the same time, it's showing off the value of what Google Hangout is. It, it has become a tool where now not only for a artist or anyone that can connect with your offline fans then now it is becoming a a tool for backstage which is connecting your fans that can't make it so suddenly there's a two prong attack if you want to call it from a marketing perspective and audience eyes on you as an artist so again unlike twitter where we know what its purpose is, unlike Facebook, we know what its purpose is Google plus we know we think we know what its purpose is, then it comes up later on and it surprises us with this is what we're doing, so I think the good thing is with Google plus is it it's changing in a way where you d- where you don't expect it, so it's keeping you on the toast, so
0: to speak, yeah, yeah, yep. yep. Okay. Uh now other little bits and pieces of news. Uh we've got we've got um OS X Mountain Lion, the new version of uh, Mountain Lion. Now that was uh that was originally I I'm pretty sure Apple announced that was coming in July. Uh but they've from what we can tell they're, they're, their story stories got a little bit more blurry around when Mountain Lion or OS X ten point eight launches. Uh it sounds like that could well uh be, be, be August rather than uh, July. So just something to keep a watch out for, uh, but that is definitely a uh, a good upgrade if you're running um, uh, Lion at the moment. This brings some good bits and pieces to the to the table, and again, it'll be a low a low cost uh, upgrade. So, uh, good one to look out for there. Um, there's been a little bit of media coverage around uh, Apple changing their um, uh, their story to to just how safe uh, Macs are against viruses, and they've sort of softened their tone a bit, especially after the the malware issues and so on that have um you know hit hundreds of thousands of uh, of of users uh, mac users over, over the last uh, last few months so uh i guess that that's uh, it's a sign of their success really isn't it a sign of mm-hmm. apple's sort of coming of age with their their operating system has got to that much market share that it's really uh caught the attention of uh um you know the guys that are uh, that are that are putting this malware together mm. and uh, and they 're really uh, you know focusing on apple so um that that 's another area we'll keep a little bit of a watch on, but it is just a reminder for everyone to make sure whatever computer whatever operating system you 're running, keep it as secure <laughs> as possible, use great passwords uh, and keep all your your updates and so on in place uh, and if you 're in business, make sure you 've got a uh, a good business partner that can come in and and look after your technology mm. um an area i know well about because my company gorilla technology that, that's part of what we do for our customers is is keeping people's systems safe and secure uh you know as well as uh, all of the other things that we do but it, it is really important for uh for individuals and and businesses to uh to make sure that uh uh you know they take those security matters seriously particularly when Uh, you know there's all sorts of confidential business information uh, uh, floating around and uh, and when you need your computers running reliably uh, all the time so uh, and don't
1: use the camera to tweet out your credit card (laughs) (laughs) yeah
0: a good word of wisdom there john now there's uh, we've been talking about project glass now there's another project that's going on happening right here in new zealand in august yes yes um that's called Project
1: Revolution and uh, that's something that you know uh, myself here uh, w- is with social media NZ and with our uh, with two other partners the US embassy and also AUT University we're putting on a a, a collective event which basically you know is t- basically interestingly different um um digital slash social media event um the reason for this is at the moment there're too many kind of one-on-one, um, you know, digital events out there that basically is still regurgitating the same thing. And it, I think with this event is what we want to do is we want to bring that that TED-style type of knowledge to this space because in order to move New Zealand forward uh, digitally is that we need to, to, to be thinking past the one-on-one mm-hmm. and to think how can we execute some of the things that we're doing now and move and position New Zealand strategically in terms of digital. Because we are good at innovation, we're good at technology, we're good at everything else, but when it comes to digital from what I can see we're still playing a massive catch up. What do you, what do you mean by digital? When I mean digital I just mean in within that sphere. How you know when you use the phone when you you know when we do Foursquare, we do everything. What does this 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 ecosystem around digital mean for us? Because once we start to know what this means for us, then innovation will start to happen. Because at the moment, people just know Twitter and Facebook. Yep.
0: So um, so who who are the sort of the headline speakers that you brought in? Who are the influencers that you're bringing in, uh, for the conference? Well, you know, thanks to um, you know, with the
1: U.S. Embassy and um, also AUT, we've basically our heads together we managed to bring in uh, one of uh, the keynotes uh, Alec Ross who used to run um, Obama's uh, social media you know historical uh, Obama social media campaign and e- now he, excellent, w- which has
0: been hugely successful obviously I mean look at look at where Obama is now right
1: well it's you know he was the uh, cornerstone for almost all political people you know, almost all government to say hey we need a social media strategist is because of what he has kind of put in place uh, now he's working for innovation for um, the the state secretary of um, Hillary Clinton. So you know, so he 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 will he will come to New Zealand with a with an interesting way to look at how c- how can we move you know, good old New Zealand government forward digitally. So that will Excellent. be a, that will be a real good eye opener, especially for um, government people. Yep. Uh, the other one is we've got Emily Banks, who is the uh, assistant uh, editor for mashable so you know mashable is pretty much one of the world's largest uh social media uh blog out there
0: to yeah, those absolutely. who don't know yeah mashable.com well well worth a look uh if, yeah. you, if you haven't done yeah so basically she
1: will be coming here talking about the revolution in the newsroom because because you know uh, with all the news that is happening we need to know how this whole start, you know, how this thing started first and then what are the trends that we, sh- we should be looking for. And then that's what Emily will bring her
0: insights Great. to this event. Great. And then we've got... You You've know, got quite a big lineup. Yeah, What's the, what's the URL for, for people to go and have a look and uh, find out those the, other details?
1: Well, the URL is the project.co nz. When I say
0: that, the dash the- project dot co n z, yep, the project. Yep. Okay. And uh, okay, so Project Revolution now it's coming uh, 30th and 31st of August. Yes. And there, there's more information away. sort of coming online, you know, over time. So, yeah, uh, yeah we're, we're
1: still currently, you know, we're updating as we go, but, you know, um, most of the information are already live out there, so you guys can go on and. Check it out and hopefully we'll see some of
0: you guys there.
1: Should be a good one. Good.
0: Excellent. Hey, thanks, John. Now um if uh if listeners want to follow you online, your Twitter handle.
1: My Twitter handle is at John Lie. I am John Lyon. Yes.
0: Excellent. Sometimes
1: sometimes I don't know who I am.
0: <laughs> um Fair enough. Well, you can always look to your your Twitter handle for help if you're wondering yes, who you are, John. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and uh, social media NZ—that's socialmediaNZ.com—is that right?
1: Yes, socialmediaNZ.com, and a Twitter for that is socialmedia_underscore_NZ.
0: Excellent. Okay, great. Uh, all right. And for those listening in, uh, want to um, track me down as well? Uh, my Twitter handle is at Paul Spain. Uh, and you can uh you can look at my blogs paulspain.com and techjungle.com uh, and we would welcome you to uh to also uh, visit the new zealand tech podcast website uh that's just nztechpodcast.com and of course we're on facebook and twitter as well uh nz tech podcast uh on on both of those so um facebook.com slash nz podcast and uh you yeah, know twitter.com slash nz podcast so uh Hey thanks everybody for listening in uh, we've appreciated uh, having you uh, having you listen and uh, we will catch you again next week. Uh, it all changes for the next couple of weeks, so uh, next week, I will be coming to you from uh, from Toronto uh there i will be visiting uh microsoft's worldwide partner conference so that's going to be a really interesting one uh we expect to hear uh, probably one or two new new snippets out of uh, microsoft with their little uh i guess their current technique of drip feeding information there'll probably be a little bit more about windows 8 uh, maybe a little bit more about windows phone 8 uh maybe the surface tablet so uh, i'll be hoping to get some hands-on with that we will uh uh, we haven't really heard much about Microsoft opening that up, so we don't really know what the possibilities are. But uh, uh, this will be a, will be a really interesting event, and of course, uh, being in North America, we'll be uh, looking to uh, to connect with uh, with one or two uh, other guests to join in on the show, uh, and uh, and we'll be visiting some other companies while I'm uh, while I'm there in North America. So the next two shows will be coming from um, uh, Canada and from uh, from the US. And then uh, after that we'll be uh, we'll be back in New Zealand from uh, from the end of the month. So uh, that's a little update there. Catch you all next week. See ya. Cheers.